This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello, bro. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. It's cold, but I you're on the East Coast, right? Yeah. I'm in Ohio. Oh, you're in Ohio. Yeah. Oh, for some why did I think you were in Boston? I was. With when I was with Comtrain, I was in Boston. It, um it, it, did your family live in Ohio? Yeah, I grew up in Ohio. I've lived here my whole life except for the year and a half that I was in Boston. Okay. Um, I, I had gotten confused last night, uh, to prepare for this. I was listening to the talking elite fitness podcast and you had said you'd moved back home with your family. And I thought for some reason I got confused and thought that was Boston. Oh, awesome. So yeah. That was, that was me talking about moving back from Boston home. Yeah. Cause we lived in a different area in Ohio before we went to Boston and then we moved back to where my family is. I think that's probably what I meant. Yeah. And you're stoked to be back in Ohio. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's nothing like being home. I'm like, I'm just a big homebody. I always have been, but super close to my family too. I, I, I think it was before the games. Um, we were going to um, do a podcast, mm-hmm. and also, oh look, I see Caleb. I haven't seen Caleb in a long time. Hi, Caleb. Hey, good to see Hi. you, buddy. Good to see you too. All right, good to see you. There's Caleb. Hi Caleb. <laughs> oh man, it says hi Caleb. He smiled. He smiled. <laughs> I, I, you were gonna you were gonna come on the show and um, I there was uh, you talked about it on the Talking Elite Fitness podcast. Basically, you you adopted a four year old child and you were like, hey, I, I'm trying to p- think of the exact words you use, but you're like, hey, now is not the time for me to come on or something like that. Yeah. Well. We did not adopt him, but, um, yeah, I just like, we were going through a lot of, we were going through the legal stuff. Like it had this fall. It was actually after the games that this happened, but, um, we were, it was after the games. It was after the games. We were going to court, um, and we hadn't gone to court yet. And I just didn't feel comfortable getting on any sort of platform and talking about it. Cause like I have a tendency to talk too much, so I didn't want to say the wrong thing and you know, trouble. So I was like, let's just wait till this is kind of in the clear to where I feel free to talk about it a little, a little bit more. So, so how, how old are you? Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I was like, I don't know. I'm 32. <laughs> and, and you're married. Yes. And your husband's name is Wes. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been married? We've been married seven years. Oh, awesome. Wow. Congratulations. That's, that's a milestone. Yeah, it is. I was, we've been together a long time. It's crazy. And how long did you know each other before you got married? Uh-oh. I lost you. You froze. Did I freeze or did she freeze? For physical therapy school in twenty, the summer of 2014. 20, and then, yeah, Wes and I started dating like early 2015. And then we got married mid-2016. So. So, so 10 years. 
It's a long time. Yeah, that's awesome. I, 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 relationships are um, like massive achievements, I think, in life. Yeah. Ma massive. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Um, the, the reason why I asked how long you were together, because taking on another uh, human life, what a, um, what an amazing challenge, what an amazing opportunity uh, mm -hmm. to have. Can you tell me the, the story? Yeah, I can tell you what I can tell you. Um, okay. So let me ask you this before you start. Why can't you tell me certain things? Because of privacy or because of privacy? Of I could, okay. I could, okay. but okay. I just feel like um, I have shared that he's family, and and sharing more of that, I feel like is just um, not fair to the family that he came from. Understood. So, okay. Yeah, he is a relative of ours that we did not have much of a relationship with before the summer. We knew about him. We'd met him like once or twice. Um, we knew that he was in child services, um, but kind of always felt like it wasn't our place to intervene or do anything about it. Um, this summer, though, we were. Let me ask you one quick question. Child services. He was always in child services, meaning there was some um, child services, child, child protective services is. Uh, there's something at the home that for some reason the state doesn't think is safe, either yeah. yes. uh, violence or drug use or just yes. something where the parent, the state interferes and, and tries to intervene in the kid's life. Yeah. So that had, you knew that had been going on His whole prior, life. prior. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those things the family talked about that stressed everyone out. Yeah. So we knew from birth that he went into custody. Okay. Um, but we were very distant from the situation. We just knew about it. Um, fast forward four years later, and we, like I said, we had met him twice during those four years. Very like, it, like at Christmas and shit. Uh, once was at a wedding, and once was at our house quickly. Okay, family, so, some family. Yeah, stuff. both of them were very short interactions. Mm -hmm. um, so fast forward to this summer, we got a, an email. I actually started with an email. We got an email from the the case worker on his case saying that he, the court had filed for permanent custody of him and they wanted him to be with family because he was not with family at the time. And the way permanent custody battles work is basically like someone's getting custody and child services obviously wants the child to be with family if he does not end up with his biological parents. Let, let, can I ask you a question? Uh, one more thing. Does does everyone in the do they sprinkle everyone in the family with that email? Like, so do ten no. people with the no, last we name? Were, no. We were chosen. Um, How did they choose you? Someone did one of the parents throw yeah, your name in the hat. Parents put our name in the hat. Okay. Okay. Um, that's cool. I like yeah, that. I mean, okay, like, I like you that. know, if you're not going to get your kid, who do you want to have them? Okay. Um, okay. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. So we got the email. We were like, whoa. Um, and we weren't completely thrown off by it. We had actually like briefly at one point talked to his father about it possibly happening. Um, but it was just so distant and so not real to us that like, it was still very shocking. So we got the email. We actually had a phone call with the caseworker the following day or that same night. I can't remember, but it just kind of getting the full story on the situation and where we, where we fell into that. And obviously we had a lot to think about and a lot to process. Um, but from our understanding was, is that they were going to court. They were trying to file for permanent custody. Um, were you, were you the godparents? 
No, no. no. Okay. We really had no um, connection at all other than just okay. relation. Um, so yeah, that when they go to court for this, it's, they're trying to decide who's going to get custody. And, and like, if he were to get permanent custody, if permanent custody would have gone to child services and not his parents, then he could have gone in to be adopted by anyone, um, or by whoever was fostering him at the time. And obviously that takes away parent parental invi um, involvement for his entire life. So they wanted to involve family. So once family's involved, it kind of changes the situation and makes it better for the child, obviously. Um, it's called kinship at that point. So they asked us if we wanted to foster by kinship because he's family. Um, so we first we went and saw him because um, we wanted to kind of figure out like what type of situation he was in. Can, can, can I pause you there? I want to yeah. go back just a second. Of course. You know, um, uh, every family has like something going on, like, and it's all to degrees. Like you have a cousin that smokes and everyone's stressed out they're going to get cancer or you have a relative who got got a DUI and now they're in jail and it's like mm -hmm. fucking mm -hmm. your, your mom's sister's kid and you're fucking stressed to the max about it people don't realize like how that affects whole family units like people you don't even know that you're related to are stressed out because you're stressing out someone that they love right mm -hmm. so was this one of those pieces in your family mm -hmm. that like um always you always knew somewhere like once a week or every christmas it came up or every thanksgiving so how so and so it was one of those yeah definitely a a relationship that was like we have kind of distanced ourselves from just from different lifestyle choices but oh, but, it, but it weighed on the family because it was family yeah exactly you still care you always you are still worried care. And, yes yeah you always want what's best for them even if they're not making the best choices for themselves um, and what would make you um this it's it's a it's a full gut check on accountability like what would make all of a sudden you're accountable for something that's you're putting yourself to be accountable like how do you guys talk about it i want to um how do you and wes talk about it like hey why are we accountable for this mm -hmm. you know at one or, or point, how, how do you at one point like we actually said to ourselves years ago like that would that child would be better off with us like we we had that oh. like oh shit thought uh -huh. um but again not our place and nothing that like we felt like was appropriate for us to do at that point so then this happens and wow, that's fascinating isn't it you just said that like in passing like you're just we really did yeah taking like, eggs and breakfast and be like man I can't oh remember if it was like when we found out about the pregnancy or whatever it was it was pretty early on um yeah, and that's the kind of thing you keep to yourself because we'd come across like fucked up if you said that out like out loud to someone besides him. Right, and I just said it on a podcast, but <laughs> no, it's fine. Now, it, well, in hindsight, it does, in hindsight, it just shows that you give a shit. Yeah. So, um, and and, and you're and you you did it. Mm -hmm. You put your so money where your mouth is. Our original thought was like we were terrified. I, I kind of went into this a little bit on the Talking Elite Fitness podcast, but just like. The, the caseworker scared the crap out of us with the behavioral problems that she rattled off about the kid. Um, and that was scary. Like, what type of kid are we going to try to change and mold? And like, do we even have a shot of changing him? Is he going to turn out so bad? Like, you know, it's I'm sure as a parent, you feel this way 
with your kid from the beginning, but a kid that you didn't have for the first four and a half years of his life. And he wasn't in a great situation and was in a lot of trauma and it affects them. It's crazy how much it affects them. And he was not a monster by any means, but they kind of described him to be a little bit of a monster. Um, and that scared us. So can you give me an example? What did they say? Like he screamed every night before he went to bed, he screamed for an hour or something he like just, that. Like he was just out of control. Like, I mean, for four, he had gotten kicked out of a lot of daycares and he didn't uh, know his boundaries. No one no, had ever given him boundaries, no boundaries at no all. Boundaries. Yeah. Zero boundaries. Yeah. So from someone who's never parented before, it's even more terrifying. Um, so we're like, you know, this is going to change our lives regardless if this kid was an angel. Um, and then you're, you're scaring us to thinking this is going to be like worst case scenario. Um, so we, the first thing I wanted to do was figure out like how he was like the situation he was in. Did they want him? Like he was in a foster home for probably about nine months. That seemed like a pretty good situation. So I actually called the foster mom the next day and like, you're not even supposed to do that. Like now that I know that now I was just like, totally crossed boundaries and was like, Hey, can I call you? And she was like, Oh, sure. Um, and I was like, can we come see you? And she was like, Oh, we don't really do that. And I was like, well, considering the situation, That's awesome. You did that though. I love I'm that. like considering yeah. the situation. Like I'd like to see him. Like, I'm not just yeah. going to say sure. We'll take him or whatever. Yeah. So we drove, he was about three and a half hours away. So that weekend we kind of dropped everything and drove, um, to see him. We went to the house um and it was just chaos like he was just like running around like a chicken with his head cut off screaming and slapping the tv and just like eating cheetos and it was just like what well, we were like okay i mean he's not being harmed they loved him um right. and they were taking they were, he, was, he was safe but when you saw that situation and you knew that we were being offered to take him it was a no-brainer that like we could give him a really, really good environment and a really, really good life. And he would be with family and he would get to see his father. And it was a no brainer once we, um, and he bonded with us really well. Um, we spent a couple hours with him. He listened to us pretty well. He played with us. Um, even the caseworkers who had been on his case for years were like, wow, we've never seen him just like gravitate towards people so quickly. Um, so yeah, like we left that weekend being like, we're doing this. Like it, we didn't even really wow. have a full in-depth conversation about it. Wes honestly just looked at me and had tears in his eyes. And I was like, we're doing this. And he was like, we're doing this. So, um, and then we went to dinner after that. And do you, do you check with his parents and your parents first? Uh, so funny you say that my, um, Wes does, Wes's father passed away a few years ago. So, um, and he doesn't have a great relationship with the rest of his family, but my family is heavily involved. My mom was actually with us because um, I wanted her to, she's worked with kids her whole life. She's um, been in school. She's watched kids at home. She's helped special needs kids. She's helped. Um, she was actually. Oh, that's huge. That's she was huge. actually an aide in an elementary school that helped kids with trauma. Like she has huge. done this. Yeah. She's like, man, I've seen way worse. Like this is yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um, and she's like, kids can be changed. They can be molded. It's all about environment. You guys got this. Um, and, and I kind of wanted to be like, and we both looked at her and the rest of my family, but her mostly and was like, are you okay with this? Because you're going to be our babysitter when I'm at the gym and Wes is at work. 
Yeah, I would check with my mom too. So I wanted her even to be at, even at 50. If I were to do something like that, I would yeah. check with my mom. Well, yeah, it was going to change her life just as much as it was going to change. Yeah. Her, so. Smart. You're so smart. Yeah. So smart. So, yeah, she was um, 100% on board. <laughs> and, and she and are, are you still living? Is the whole family living together or is she just nearby now? She's nearby now. We um, got a house this fall, but last year we were living with them because we hadn't found our house yet. And so you have you and Wes have her. She's part of she's integral in the kid's life. Oh, she sees him every day. She's oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she and he loves going to her house. He's <laughs> she's arguably his favorite person. So um, she's just really, really good with kids. She watches my sister's kids, too. So um, this this all happened after the games or before the games? Before this was um, mid-June when we went and visited him. Oh, my God. And so then, even even that day of visiting him is a, is a day out of your schedule because June you're really tuning up, right? Yeah, I missed June. like I basically missed the week. What did I do? I think I went, I you know probably crammed a bunch on Thursday. I don't think I trained Friday because we traveled that day. Um, I don't I don't remember. I, it was definitely a kind of a shit show. Um, but yeah, that was June. After that happened, we did visits for like a month with him. We would drive to him. So that was taking up my weekend. At the at the foster home you would go to. Well, we would go like pick him up for the day and then go like take him to a water park or something like that. Um, just to like build the relationship with him. Yeah. Um, before he just moved in with us. And then it was July 2nd that he moved in with us. So how many weeks before the games? So, so the year, so in, in, I'm just pulled up the leaderboard in, um, in 2022, uh, you took 14th at the CrossFit games. Mm -hmm. That was the last year, uh, Tia Toomey won it. It's like mm -hmm. Tia, Mal, Laura, Danielle, Brooke, Emma, you, Cara Saunders, Gabriella Magawa. I mean, you're just hanging out here with these heavyweights. It's, it's, it's just, a, yeah, it's, it's a crew. Mm -hmm. Then you. Um, you move training camps from comp train to HWPO mm -hmm. and you're getting settled there. And then right after semifinals, as you prepare to go into what should be like highlight season for you, family member life reaches out and says, Hey, you want a kid that's four mm -hmm. wild dude. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, and, and, and crazy. So, uh, crazy accountability, right? Because it's, a, it's another, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, a, it's, it's just another, like you're being responsible for a whole nother brain and heart and limbs and shit. Everything he does is now, and you're and it's totally out of your control. I mean, that's what kids are. There's something you're completely responsible for that you actually have no control over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> Oh shit. <laughs> that is how it feels. <laughs> wow. Uh, um. So, so for a month, you guys are, um. Uh, so June, so all of June and like, I guess parts of July, as you build up a month outside of the games, you're, mm -hmm. you're just going back and forth three hours visiting this child. Yeah. We were visiting him in June and then July he was with us. So that was, I think emotionally a little bit easier for me because the back and forth and the waiting was really hard for me. Um, I was like, let's just get him already because like the anticipation of like this, when this is going to happen was kind of killing me. And I kind of just wanted to get into my new normal with him being with us. Um, but yeah, it was not any easier when he came by any means because 
like I said, the behavioral stuff, like we had to um, kind of set rules right away and get to work on changing his behaviors. And that was n not easy. Yeah, that's um, not it's not fun. You couldn't bring him home and like, OK, here, let's start having fun. It was like, oh, shit. First things we got to potty train. First yeah. First. Yeah. I mean, literally, I mean, he when you have trauma like that, you're regressed. Like before he was not potty trained like he should be um, still isn't. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean, of course. Right. Um, yeah. So just like teaching him rules and, you know, giving him timeouts and getting structure. And like we did, we did have a lot of fun and we did involve him in things. We got him in the gym right away. We got him in the pool right away. We had him outside. By I'm the way, I heard that story on Talking Elite Fitness. The pool is genius. Good job on the pool. Yeah. You you incredible. needed that. You need a place where he can just do some independent and build some confidence and teach himself some shit and you just stand back and watch, right? Yeah, he did so good. It was like he just like did not have any physical stamina at all. Mm. Um when he first came, like he I mean we had him outside for a little bit. He didn't want to run across the driveway or pedal a bike at all. You'd complain about his legs hurting. And I'm like, he's never used them. Like he's just sat on the couch in front of a screen eating Cheetos. Um, so building that and seeing him like learn to love it and love to be outside. And like, it was so cool. Um, and obviously like we were doing a lot of discipline in between there, but like he was like just exposed to a totally new life, like immediately, like between fun, discipline, schedule food i mean you name how did it. you get how did you get him off the shit food how did you get him off processed food was wasn't that crazy that it wasn't, it that wasn't hard. Mm. i don't think he's good super hear. good to hear i don't think he's super picky he definitely wants it and he'll definitely choose it if you give it to him but he he eats most things i give him even now he doesn't fight me too much on it um which is you know great yeah that's probably so so many parents are like oh he won't eat anything but cheetos and i just want to fucking like yeah throat punch him but but like you didn't you didn't even accept that you're like here's no. dinner here's dinner. Like, here's is, chop some steak and small. yeah yeah we're all eating this you eat this or you don't eat and if you're hungry you'll eat and he does i mean sometimes he doesn't like i I struggle with breakfast with him because he has to be at school like kind of he doesn't like to wake up and eat and i know if he gets to school and by 10 o'clock he's having a a hanger hit him and he's probably misbehaving um, so trying to get something down him in the morning, I just switched his breakfast yesterday to a protein shake and he like thinks he's getting a milkshake, but it's literally protein and blueberries and a little bit of pe like natural peanut butter. And he thinks it's, he thinks he's getting a milkshake, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't fight me on it. I either, I give him three options for breakfast. We don't even have cereal in the house. Cause he's, he, he did ask me for cereal for a while. Yeah, like, yeah. We don't eat sugary cereal here. Like we don't eat that. Like you can have a piece of toast with an egg. And I always try to like something that really irks me is just like carbs by itself. You know, like if you're going to have a piece of toast, you're going to eat an egg first. You eat the egg first and then, and he does it. He eats the egg first and then he eats the toast and he knows that he doesn't even get the piece of toast till he eats his egg. Um, and it's just, way, I did the exact same thing and my kids, I, I would take them to this bagel place. They'd be like, we want a bagel. I'm like, you can get the bagel and egg sandwich. Yeah. And uh, nine out of 10 times after they ate the egg, they didn't even eat the bagel. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, he eats half and They the didn't even care. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you're so doing the right thing. Yeah. Just eat the egg first. You're, we're good. Yeah. I, and yeah. he knows, like, we talk, I always am like trying to be like, this is healthy. Like, we need this. And like, this is what makes you strong. And, and he knows he's always like, this healthy, this not healthy. Like, he's oh, always awesome. asking me that throughout the day. 
and we'll talk about like what's a healthy choice that we can make for ourselves and like so he wants to make you happy he knows now very much um is eager to please which we, we saw that at the beginning which yeah use like, that use my that. mom was like this is a great sign he wants great to please sign you. like yep. um so yeah he's just like he's tough he's a very tough kid um which i found like what do you mean by that? He's tough, like falls he's down, doesn't cry or tough. like yeah. nothing, nothing really faces him. And like, I think that makes sense. Like imagine being a kid that's just gotten in trouble your whole life. Like getting mm. in trouble doesn't really face you because you're mm. just used to it. So with him, we've had to kind of switch. Like he still has consequences. He still stands in timeout. He still, we have to make him realize these choices are not okay. But at the same time, we have to really emphasize like doesn't it feel good when you make good choices or when you get mm -hmm. to do fun things and when you don't miss out on the things you like, we're really working on emphasizing the good over the bad because the bad is just what he's been used to. And it doesn't really bother him. Like, he's just like, yeah, I'm in trouble. Who cares? The other problem is that I was a little bit like that too. Like you'll take any attention you can get. Exactly. Yes. And so like, if someone's <laughs> mad at you, you're kind of like, yes. All right. I got this. I got the spotlight on me. You learn to, you learn to like, yeah, you learn you learn to be like, okay, fuck, at least someone gives a shit about me. Yeah, that's been the hardest thing for me is like not not giving in to that attention when he's trying to get it from us, like stomping or screaming or yelling my name or, you know, like there's and my that's where my mom's been so helpful. Like during the first few months where he would do that really bad, she was like, All he wants is your attention right now. And that that's like what you cannot give him. Like he needs to stand there quietly and wait till he can behave and then we'll talk to him like he's calm and he's ready to talk. Um, and I've gotten better at it, but it's hard for me to ignore. I want to like address it right away. Um, that's um, so I, I worked with developmentally disabled adults for five years and one of the like foundations of it, and it's awesome in relationships too, like with my wife is uh, address the person, not the behavior. So, you know what I mean? Like I'll do something and my wife, and my wife's a master at it with me. Like I'll get catty with her or short or whiny and mm -hmm. she'll address me instead of my behavior. And the mm -hmm. drama just goes away. Like I, mm -hmm. she makes space for me to catch that I'm being a jackass. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's the way it is with kids too. It's like, Oh shit. Um, but that is a, I, that is like the highest level of uh meditation. Mm -hmm. You're watching yourself and you're like, I want to go over there. <laughs> but I'm going to watch and let that pass. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like just crazy self-awareness. Yeah. It's, it, it teaches you a lot of, a lot of being able to like be calm with yourself and, and try to calm yourself down before you talk to them. Like you never want to mm. escalate yourself and then take it out on them, even though you're frustrated. Like um, they obviously feed off your energy. And like, if I uh, talk to him calmly, he listens a lot better. For sure. Yeah, uh, e ESC sounds. Uh, Amanda and Wes are two of the best people in the CrossFit community. I agree. Oh, thanks, Harry. <laughs> um, Sean Lenderman, uh, my wife is a caseworker. You would be surprised how many family members just refuse kids that are in their family and let them go to the system. I mean, dude, it's it's a lot of responsibility to take on a kid. It, your whole life is your whole the whole course of your life has been changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You said something. Oh, sorry. Well, let me get one more in here. Uh, Suhur. Suhur Moose. Uh, uh, this is a beautiful story that will have chapters added over the years. It will be the best living book uh, we'll ever read. That's nice. Um, you said something about um, a lot of the reason why people don't have kids is they say you said this on the Talking Elite Fitness podcast, the part of the second part I'm going to get to. But a lot of people don't have kids because 
they can't imagine. They just, they're like, Hey, I'm too selfish. Hey, I'm mm -hmm. too selfish. And I for sure thought that about me. I thought yeah. I'm, I'm just way too selfish. Mm -hmm. And then soon as I had a kid, it was like, it was bizarre. It was like, just like out the door. Like I didn't even recognize who I am. Like, um, if in the middle of the night, if someone's throwing up, like I'll run over and rub their back. Like, I don't <laughs> give a shit. It's so weird. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, I'm just <laughs> yeah. happy to be there. Being that the kid, first of all, does he call you mom? He does now. And he, oh, chose, to, he chose to do that. Um, well, can you tell me that? And then we'll come back to this thing about how, how you become selfless. You know, the thing with this is that like, and I don't truly understand this. This is just me trying to understand it, but okay. it's, it's really sad because he doesn't, he doesn't understand the concept of mommy and daddy because he's had so many different ones. Mm. So from a sentimental perspective, it doesn't mean that much. Um, anyone who's ever taken care of him, he calls mommy or daddy. He, he uses the term incorrectly a lot. He'll be like, see his teacher and be like, mommy. I'm like, no, that's your teacher. Um, or he'll call my sister, mommy, or, you know, he does not understand family dynamics and it is ha truly heartbreaking to try to listen to him. He's trying to understand it. He's trying to understand where babies come from and where his mommy is belly mommy is, as I call it. Um, Good. I like that. So that part, like everyone's like, Oh, it's so nice. He's calling you mommy. I'm like, truly from him. It, it's, it's not very sentimental. I don't mean that to sound harsh, but like, no. it's just because he's had four or five mommies. Um, so because we're taking care of him and he knows our, um, he knows our family terms, he doesn't understand them, but we've told him that from the beginning and he chooses to call us mommy and daddy. And we tell him all the time, you can call us whatever you want. Um, but yeah, he just kind of gradually started doing it. He actually started calling Wes daddy before he started calling me mommy. And I don't know if it's just because of like the number of mommies that he's had or whatever it is. They're both similar numbers, but it's just, it's just a weird, weird, weird concept for him. He just really is not understanding it. And like, I know as he gets older, we'll try to be very clear about like, you know, we are your mom and dad, but we're also this. And, you know, you can call us whatever you choose. Like we're here to be your, your parents, your mom and dad. Like, so hopefully like as that grows and he understands it and understands who his biological mom and dad is truly, because right now he doesn't understand that either. Um, you know, I think it'll just bring a lot more meaning to the situation. And hopefully like I obviously would love for him to grow up and like continue to call me mom because he means it and he wants to. Um, but right now he's, <laughs> it is cute though. I mean, he definitely is very, very attached to us and you can feel how much he loves us and like looks up to us. Um, what, what, so going back to the selfless thing, what have you, what have you seen in yourself that like you're, you, you witness and you're like, Oh my goodness. Like th th this is you, Amanda. Yeah. Um, this is crazy. So I hate like throw up more than anything. I really hate uh -huh. throw up. Yeah. Throw up's tough. And the smell, the smell's crazy, right? The smell. Yeah. And so the oh, very, man. the very first day he moved to our house, it was July 2nd. I got him out of the car cause he was in the car for three. The caseworker brought him to us. He was in the car for three hours, got out of the car. I like held him to give him a hug and he threw up all over me like wow. immediately. And I was just like, <laughs> I was fine. I didn't even blink. Wow. I was fine. <laughs> so wow. I was like, <laughs> um, that was weird. Cause that's not like me. Um, 
I'm still. It's crazy what a sign that is, right? Yeah. Were you so proud? Were you proud of yourself? I'm so proud of myself sometimes. I'm like, oh <laughs> yes, my God. look, at, look at you. You're the best ass wiper ever. <laughs> I don't oh. love doing that, but yeah. I don't yeah, love it, but I'm good at it. <laughs> Fuck, I'm good at it. Um, I don't know. I do feel like all of that, like planning stuff, like I'm trying to plan his birthday party and like little things like that, that I've just like, I didn't even want to plan my own wedding. Like, I just don't care about that kind of stuff. It's right. not me. Right. Um, but I'm excited to do that for him. I'm mm-hmm. um, excited for him to be excited about it. There's still some things I suck at. Like, I'm never going to be okay with him waking us up in the middle of the night. Like, I'm just like a bear in the middle of the night. But, um, how about, how about, um, how were you with kids before? Like, I didn't, I don't really, I didn't really, I don't really like kids. I didn't really I like really kids. Person, I don't want to play with kids. I don't, no. yeah. <laughs> but now I like playing with kids. Like, now, I'm yeah. Like, it has definitely changed my perspective on kids in general. Like I yeah. see other kids and I'm like, Oh, cute. Or like, I see things that like mean more to me. Um, I was never one to be like, Oh my gosh, look how cute that kid is. Or look how cute that thing, that funny thing is they said like, and now I appreciate that stuff so much. Like, especially cause he's at the age where he just says the funniest stuff. Um, so I are appreciate patient that. with them. Like playing catch. Like if you were to play, are you patient with them? Um, I'm trying to be like, I'm trying to, yeah. I don't know. I was just this morning. I'm trying to get him to like zip his coat. And like sometimes, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's so frustrating because yeah. he doesn't even try. Sometimes I'm like, you have to try. And one um, of my seven-year-olds can't do that still. <laughs> he can on certain coats. You know how some of them like are a little flimsy and they get, he can't when it's flimsy. Yeah. If it's a solid coat, he can zip it right up. But yeah, yeah stuff like that's hard to be patient with. Um, but yeah, we, we're working on it. The other night he got in trouble at school two weeks ago for misbehaving and like not wanting to write his name. And now now we write his name a lot at home at night and you can tell when he doesn't try and you can tell when he tries. So for me to be like, be patient and be like, okay, like you can do better. Like I want to be hard on him and be like, I know you can write your name better than this. You weren't trying. Um, But also be like sensitive and be like, okay, and show him what he's doing wrong. Like I notice when I just say it's wrong, he doesn't respond as well as if I'm like the S is backwards. You need to change that. Um, go back and try again. And then like, he looks forward to like getting a check mark or a smiley face thumbs up that like he did good that time. And then he like wants to do it again. So it has definitely given me patience and like, just like little things like that. But um, I'm definitely still not great at it. A look at this comment. I don't think my view of anyone has improved more after being on the podcast than Amanda. I don't know. Is that a compliment? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's nice, but I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I love Was Graciana. the view just really bad before? I love Graciana. I, 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 I would take a stab at it. Um, uh, I don't think it's bad. I just think that um, from the outside, because of how we normally see you, you seem just a crazy focused. You look like you're an inside person. Like to me, like you're not, you don't seem like an extrovert. Oh, like I you see, think, you yeah. seem like an, like a, like an introvert and you seem almost like a statue when you're out there and like, you almost seem like a perfect human being. And like at night, maybe you go to bed standing up, like in the closet, like, <laughs> like, 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 but, but, but you don't present that way soon as you, you're every, like, I noticed that the last time you're on the podcast, you're just animated and you're a great conversationalist and you're just like, Whoa, shit, this, she's not. She's totally different on the field. I do think I have a little bit of introvert in me. Like I do need to be alone and like, you know, Mm. don't love people all the time, but I do love, like, I think one of my gifts is talking and like my dad always tells me I have the gift to gap. So I do think I am good at that, but I do definitely like, especially competing, like 
get quiet and serious and focused. And I don't, I don't like talking when I'm competing. I'll, I'll talk to people sometimes, but I just like to, I'm like talking enough in my brain. I don't need to like spew everything out with um, my, my coaches know this, like do not sit there and just talk to me in the, in the warm up area. I'll just lose my mind. Um, hey, how are, how oh, I want to, we're not done with the kid stuff, obviously, but how are boys and girls different um, uh, competing oh like that? God. Are you guys like just totally different competitors? I heard this thing the other day that was really interesting. It said that women um, are significantly more affected by social media because they're more observant and they empathize more. And I thought, I don't know if those are true, but I definitely I'll buy that and be like, oh, shit, that is that is a that is a problem. Because they'll see all the nuances and facial gestures or whatever, and then they'll empathize with it and take the criticism more. But like you do see at the CrossFit Games, like, um, uh, like Rich's coach is like making fun of him for how shitty he's doing. You know, Darren Hunsucker. I've never seen a, a girls coach do that to him. No, you can't. You gotta be really careful. You gotta be really <laughs> careful what you say to a female. I actually just had a call with. Why John. is that? What? Why are we? Di what do you think it is? And and like I had a girl on the. I had Trista Smith on the other day, and she says, "Yeah, I prefer to hang out with boys." And I go, "Why?" She's all because they don't. I'm learning from them that not to care about stuff. Oh my gosh, that's what my husband tells me every. Single but I think day. it's because we're retarded. I think it's because we don't. Um, we're not observant and we don't empathize. Maybe it's oh, not. Oh yeah, not the like empathy the skill a, we have. Empathy is a big thing. I always tell my husband that I'm like, you have no empathy. He's like, what does that mean? I'm like, exactly. <laughs> right, right. So to tell me, go in on that. What, what does your coach like, say to you? He tells me every day. He's like, stop, stop caring. Why do you care? Why do you care? I'm like constantly. And like and your coach is a boy. Oh yeah. So okay. Josh is, um, Josh is my coach. And he, what's his I last name? Godin. I don't even know how to say it. Okay. Josh Godin. Okay. Um, anyways, he, we were just, I don't even remember what came up in the conversation. I'm, I'm deloading this week and I had to like tell him I need deload. Like I'm not okay. Like, what does that mean? You exercise, but light. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's definitely, if you saw it, you were like, this isn't a deload. <laughs> oh, it's still, it's still a lot. Yeah. It's still a lot. And the intensity is still like my 40 minute EMOM was 28 minutes instead of 40, but it was still hard as shit. Damn dude. Who so, took like, that picture? I mean, look at you. Think, you are so amazing looking when you're on the floor. I mean, you're amazing looking always, but look at you. I mean, you don't even look real. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but anyways, I told him not to to try and not understand the female brain. And he has learned he's getting to know me pretty well, like knowing when to be quiet and when to speak up. And like, I'm not afraid to tell him to like back off or be quiet because like we just are are close enough that like he doesn't take it personally at all. He's just like, OK, OK, whatever you need. Um, but yeah. Hey, th that's an art in itself. I'm telling someone to be able to back off, um, um, and give you space because, um, you, like I've done that to my wife, mm -hmm. like, like I'm, I'm focused on something. I'll be like, not now. Mm -hmm. And then now all of a sudden I'm in my head, like, oh shit, was I mean to her? And I'm like, well, fuck yeah. that didn't work. I know. Like now, now I'm like wondering if I was mean to her, but I just needed space. And now I'm, I'm, I'm all fucking, uh. Yeah, that's why you have to be able to say it like, hey, this is not about you. I need I just need you to like step back a little bit or leave me a little bit leave me alone yeah. for a little bit. I don't I don't want to talk about this or you know, just try to like especially at the games, like I have a hard time with wanting to talk about things that are like I remember one year one of my coaches wanted to it was the marathon row. He wanted to talk about how I was gonna pace the marathon row. And I was like, I don't want to talk about it. And he was like, We have to. And I was like, Not yet. 
I don't want to talk about it till right before I have to. Like, I don't need to sit here and stew on the fact of what pace I'm going to try to hold. I just want to like not even think about the fact that I'm about to row a marathon. Like that's a ballsy like that. move for a coach to say that we have to. Yeah. <laughs> we are really good friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a ball. Wow. Lucky you. And, and so you can do you lucky you that you have this relationship with this Josh dude. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I, he knows that semi, especially semifinals. I'm like, semifinals is just so stressful. Like there's just no room for air. Um, that's when I'm like, really, I don't talk at all. Like, I'm like, give me the warm up, tell me what to do. And sometimes he'll tell me to do something. And I'm just like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm like, no. Or he'll be like, do five push ups, And I'm like, I'll do two. Like, I just do what I want, but I want him there to like, tell me to support me and be there for me. And I always tell him like throughout the weekend or at the end of the weekend, like, sorry for being grumpy. Like, sorry for being short. Like, you know, it's the stress. It's not you. And he takes it like a champ. So. The, the thought, did you ever do, you, are there thoughts that you just won't let creep in? Like, for example, like you have, what do you call it? If, if you and Wes haven't adopted um, this boy, what do you call it? Oh, so yeah, I didn't get that far in the story. Oh, okay. We, sorry. So we did go to court. Uh-huh. And they, instead of permanent custody, they decided on legal custody. So if we would have gotten permanent custody, we could have adopted him. But we got legal custody, which means we are his legal guardians until he's 18. Um, but there, his, his parents still have rights to see him. Okay. And rights to know about medical stuff, I think. But, um... So yeah, it doesn't change that much. It's just the fact that like we would have we would have kept him involved with his parents whether we adopted him or not. So it didn't change that much for us. Right. Um it's just legally like we cannot adopt him. Okay. But I could call so your I could call him your son. Yeah. Okay. So your son um uh do, have you ever thought we bit off more than we can chew? Or do you, or do you just not let those thought? If you had that thought, would you just push it out? And how does that relate? And is it like that in, in um uh, at the games too? Is it like that when you have to perform and you don't want to perform? Yeah. Is there you any? Is there? Sometimes you go there. Sometimes you do go there. You don't stay there though. If you don't you, stay there. You if you think it, you're like you know like I, I do think I do remember we were having some really rough weeks, um, parenting, and I was like, what are we doing? This sucks. Yeah. Um, but we would, we would never like think that we didn't want to do it or it's just, it's just hard. It's hard in the moment. Um, so you are think, at a place you have to do it. There's no going back. You would never no, let that creep in. We would never do that. You would never be, we would never be able to live with ourselves. Um, and we, we love him. Like we don't want to lose him. Um, what about any, what about any resentment or bitterness or, um, um, for the fact of how, how he's impacted your life or what you've done, actually what you, the more honest to say what you've done for yourself and how it's interrupted maybe other goals you've had towards him. No, you know, like it's not his fault. And that's the sad part. It's like, none of this was his fault. He was just mm. born into this. Um, and he doesn't, I feel guilty that we didn't get him sooner. I feel like, oh, why, wow. did, why didn't we do something? And we wouldn't have been equipped for it. it the timing I know is the way it was supposed to be. But you can't help when you see him struggle and you see his behavioral issues and you see some of the stuff that like just could have been changed by a better environment. Right. They're like, why, why couldn't have we been here four years ago? Right. 
Wow. Good on you. I think that's probably healthy. That I mean, that shows that you're a mom. That shows mm-hmm. that you, yeah. Um, what about um? Uh, are you are you and your husband very affectionate with them? Like, if, if you're not used to having a kid around and and just being affectionate with the kid, are you guys super affectionate, or have you had to work on that? Or um, it wasn't hard for me. Probably a little harder for Wes. Um, he's in a pretty affectionate kid. Once he felt oh, that's nice. Yeah, like, so he'll just come sit on your lap or hold you or he oh, constantly he wants oh, to that's good. Me and kiss me or whatever. Um, very affectionate. It wasn't like that right away, though. You can't force, especially someone like him, like you can't force it on him. Like he doesn't want to hug you. He's not going to. Um, but he wants to most of the time. <laughs> What's the longest he was ever at a foster home? That's a good question. Because uh, what I'm thinking is I wonder if somewhere in the back of his mind, he also kn- there's like he knows that this could just be temporary. He's he's the saddest things of honest. He's said stuff like that to us. Like, yeah, to uh, at I four, dude, it. at four, he already knows he, he better <sighs> have his bags packed. Right. Oh, yeah. I remember this so vividly. We were walking into a quick clinic because he was sick. And I was trying to explain to him what it was because it was inside a grocery store. I'm like, you know, it's a it's a doctor inside. Of, and he goes, am I going to stay here? Oh, and I was shit. like, no, like I almost like started crying. I'm like, no, 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 you're staying with us. Like he thought we were just going to drop him off there. Um, And that, I mean, that tells you enough, you know, right. like he's right. just, and he's an extrovert. And I think some of it's biological, like he's an extrovert, but he also just will go to anyone, you know, like we're trick or treating. The kid would have walked in anyone's house and like stayed the night. Like he just <clears throat> is, has been forced to be that way. Um, there has been many times where he'll be like, I gotta stay here forever. Like he's, he's very confused. I'm not even sure he knows what forever means, but cause he uses that word wrong, but he does ask questions like that a lot. So you're just like, it's so sad. Like we always tell him like, you live with us as long as you want to, and you're here and you always have a home here. And like, you know, try to make that very clear to him that, you know, when he goes and visits other places, like this is still always his home. Uh, um, it, it's, uh, I'm going to, I know you didn't ask, but, um, w- when I, when I was growing up, um, I did, I didn't really, my, all my whole identity was built around the fact that my parents loved me. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't do, like I didn't swim or do karate or I wasn't good in school, but mm-hmm. I did know my parents loved me. So my mm-hmm. kind of my whole identity was around that, that I had a, re- that my mom and dad were and my sister were so good to me always. Yeah. Um, with my kids, they got they're, they're building an identity outside of that. And, and you probably did too, right? Because you were playing sports your whole life. Yeah. So you had some, uh, you built self-confidence. I never built self-confidence. I got all my confidence from the outside world. I got it from my, from my parents and from my parents. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm thinking that as he, like, as he gets older, I'm assuming you're going to put him in sports and stuff that he'll start building self-value. Mm-hmm. that he can generate from himself mm-hmm. as opposed to what he's getting from you and Wes. But, but, but still some people don't even get that from their parents. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but, so I just hear you, I just hear you saying that. I don't know what my point is, but um, I hear you saying that, that how, how you and Wes are instilling that in them. And that will, that will be huge for him. Cause he, he just, he needs confidence, right? He needs some sort of foundation so that he can start building um, himself on. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Like I haven't right. thought about it from like his personal conf- confidence perspective. Um, I mean, like I said before, with like the positive and the negative feedback that like he's gotten better now, but like when we first would like 
because obviously we were like over exaggerating if he did something good like i mean i'm talking silly stuff like the fact that he sat still at the table and ate his food like he was supposed to we'd be like you're doing such a good job sitting there like great job sitting and eating and he would like lose his mind when we complimented him because he couldn't handle it wow wow um, he would be like he would be like acting crazy again just because we complimented him and we're like whoa he's not used to this like um he's gotten better um, i've seen that behavior in kids that's fascinating i never thought about that i've seen that behavior in kids you give them a compliment and they completely flip out totally deflect it totally like whoa like start yeah. acting crazy and you're like whoa um it didn't he didn't know how to handle it wow uh bill bill lewis um amanda and her husband are the nicest people man people really like you Thanks, Bill. <laughs> do you know? Do you know who that is? No. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Look at that. Crazy. He's like, yeah, you do. I'm your neighbor. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> um, when 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 you um when this happens and you take on this this huge new part of your life, does any part of you creep in? Oh shit! I'm never going to compete again. My competition days are over. Did you ever? Did that? Has that ever entered? Oh, okay. Chapter. Turn the page. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, it did. Yeah. I mean, every year I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing it or not. Like you just, and last year, like last year ruined me. Like I was like, I was at the games and my mind was like, I'm never doing this again. Um, How come I you pulled it? You pulled out, you pulled out, right? No, I finished. I, I mean, I got cut. Okay. Oh, so you didn't um, leave because of an injury. I thought maybe you left. I did. I did tear my shoulder, but I was, I I was able to keep going at that point. I, I would not, okay. be able to, I would not be able to do muscle up Sunday, but um, I didn't have to. So you, you, you were 24th. And if you would have been 20th, you would have been asked to go out on the floor and do that. Yeah. I think I probably would have just stood there. Um, okay. So, but yeah, I, I don't remember what I was saying. I, um, uh, uh, you were, you were saying that you were have struggling at the games this year. Like basically oh. this is it. I can't go on. And yeah, I I just, why. it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. And it's like, this is too much sacrifice. This is too much work. This is too hard to show up and to like really not be enjoying it. And why wasn't it fun? I mean, I was doing terrible, so that's not fun. But I don't know. I don't know. I just. You got fourth in your final event. Yeah, that was the lifting, though. The Olympic total. <laughs> I had a pretty good snatch. Um, when you say you're not having fun, is that uh, physically, mentally, both? C could you, could you, can you be doing shitty and have fun or no? No, no, it doesn't work that way. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's fun when it's over. If you're doing shitty, it's like, oh my god, thank god this is over. Um, oh, I just didn't feel like myself. I didn't feel like myself all summer or at the games, and like you're, you're kind of pretending to be yourself and feel like yourself, but like deep down, you know, like I'm not okay. This isn't fun. I just want this to be over. This is an interesting question. Uh, Amanda, what's the point of competing? And then he writes money pride, but you know what? You could take that question all the way to the hole and be like, what's the point of getting up in the morning? Right. I'm like, well, I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's a pretty deep question. What's the point of just even existing? Right. I mean, it's definitely not for money or pride. Um, I don't do anything for pride. 
I feel like. What does that mean? What's pride? Oh, I don't even know what pride means. Pride, pride. I don't. I feel like it's like an ego thing. That sounds egotistical, egotistical to me. But maybe I'm off base with that. Feeling deep pleasure or satisfaction as a result of one's own achievements. Well, you definitely, you definitely weren't feeling that at the games. No, you do it because that's what which you're is doing. crazy, right? Because you're already there with forty. You already are forty out of eight billion people on planet Earth that made it there, but for some reason, it's still not good enough. Yeah, it feels like a complete failure. I honestly didn't even know what place I got because I just stopped. Like, mm. I totally shut off. Um, but yeah, this is what I've chosen to do. And this is what I've been doing since 2018. And I love competing and I love showing up and the work to get better. I love feeling like I'm getting better. I love chasing that. Like, when you get to a point where you've felt like I felt like I wasn't getting better this summer. I knew I wasn't, I was getting better up to semifinals. I knew I, I felt really good. Um, and there's just only so much stress your body can handle. And this summer I was in. You were thriving with the HWPO training and which mm -hmm. is crazy. So that was an important shift for you also new yeah. environment, new people, new programming. Mm -hmm. Is it really new programming? Everyone's doing people do different stuff. Yeah, it was very okay. different. It was very different from what I was doing. And your body had some adaptations. Yeah, I felt great. Um, okay. I I was healthy. I was very healthy going into semifinals. Nothing hurt. I felt fit. I felt ready. Um, coming off of semifinals, this like literally exactly when my life started to change. Um, I don't handle stress well, and I don't know like, I don't know someone who. I mean, my husband handles it better than me, but. Like, I don't know how to handle it better than I'm trying to, like, in these situations. And, like, it just affects my training when I'm stressed um, more than anything. Like, if I'm stressed for a couple of days, I feel my body, like, shutting down when I'm trying to do a workout. Like, I can feel it in my legs. I's. I'm like, this isn't me. My body Mental stress or, like, physical stress from not getting enough sleep or both? Mental, mostly. Mental. Mental. More than physical. I feel like I handle the physical more because I'm used to that. Like, mm. you know, you're a little beat up from training. You can still push in a workout to some degree, you know, like at some point that's going to break once you really, really just need a break. But the mental is what gets me. Like if I'm super stressed, like I feel like my body went through stress, like headache, like stressed for a couple of days. I go in the gym and I know, I know like within the first or second round of a workout, I can be like, it's not me. It's not here. Like there's a difference between being tired because the workout's hard and being tired because you can't do it. Um, and that was how I felt most of the summer. Like I had a couple of workouts where I was like, I felt like not even like I was totally thriving, but like, that's how that should feel. Like when you've been doing this this long, you know, the difference, like, you know, the difference between like, it should feel this way and it shouldn't feel this way. And like, sometimes it's just hard because you're that's training, mm. but there's like, it's like this, you, I always feel like, feel like the life is sucked out of me is what I always say. I'm like, you're like moving, but your body's like going through the motions and your legs feel drained and you just, you're not working very hard. Isn't that the first five minutes of every workout? No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> it's like, you're not even working that hard. You're just dying. Um, that's kind of how I felt all summer. Let me, let me ask this. Cause I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. If, if you're going to go on a run, let's say you're going to go run a mile. Yeah. Did the first 200 meters just absolutely suck for you? No, if you didn't warm up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Good. Okay. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Cause I fucking like, it's so weird. Like we're not, I mean, 
when I start working out, it's always like, holy, when I start warming up, I'm like, fuck, this is, yes. there's no fucking way that I'm going to be working out in 30 minutes. And then but, 30 minutes, I'm like, I don't even, I don't even, can't even believe I felt that way 30 minutes earlier. Yeah. So that's my point. Like if, if you feel that way and you get yeah. through your warm up phase and you get through your first couple rounds of the workout and it doesn't get better or it doesn't change or you get oh, worse or you oh, get worse. Oh, oh. If you get worse. That's when you really know. Like I, um, like if I'm doing something and I do my proper warm up that I always, that's do, kind of scary. Mm -hmm. That's when you that's know your body's failing you. Like, like my body's failing. Yeah. I can't, I can't even kind of imagine that. That's like uh, taking off on a thousand mile road trip and a hundred miles in, you hear some engine noise. You're like, uh Oh, that's not good. So that's how I felt all summer leading up to the games. And that's pretty much how I felt in every workout at the games. So you're like, you're out there and you're working out, but you're like a shell of yourself. You're just, are like, you in, do you go into denial? Or are you like, well, maybe I'm not eating right. Or yes, maybe yeah, um, 100%. you start looking at everything, but the problem you're like, I'm just not good enough. That's what I tell myself. Oh, like, oh, you know, this oh, is actually your fitness. Oh. Like you're just not fit enough. Like, but even though deep down, I know the difference. Like I've done these workouts, like, you know, it's a lot less upsetting to get 20th place in a CrossFit games workout and be like, man, that was me. I pushed so hard. I did everything I could, you know, I didn't get many, no reps. I 20th place was deserved, but the worst feelings are like, especially for me when it's like a workout I should do well in. And I get like, I, I might get top 10, I might get like seventh or eighth place, but I was just like drowning the whole time. And people are like, oh, you still got top 10. I'm like, I should have been first or second. Like, you know, but it's you it feels out of your control because your body's just not there. Um, yeah, and that's that's how I felt. So it really was not fun because you're just out there like trying to convince yourself okay, you're okay, and trying to convince yourself not to give up because when you feel like that, you just want to give up because it's like, well, what's the point? I'm not like not making any progress. <laughs> Um, it's interesting you say that I, I kept picturing, um, how happy Shelby Neal looked at the CrossFit games, mm. right? Uh, I, I, I don't even know what place she took. Maybe she took like bottom 40, but I think this was her first year at the games. Mm -hmm. So you see, like when you, when you were saying like someone who just is like, they know they're performing their best. Like she just looked like she was, she looked happy with herself the whole time, mm -hmm. as opposed to you're right. There is a, there is a pressure that you see on the athletes who, who have been the, to the games over and over and who have been top 20 over and over. Yeah. There's a pressure on them. So it's harder for them sort of to feel like every, they, they, they expect more from themselves, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I'm not dismissing what you're saying. You're saying like, Hey, it, it wasn't functioning perfectly, but I bet you the margins for what you, I, well, let me ask you, do you think the margins for what you accept is perfect? are also getting uh, smaller and smaller, smaller. Like you're every year you go, you're demanding more of yourself. It's going to be harder to have fun. Yeah, I do think so. But I also think like, like if you, I don't know, I keep losing my train of thought, but like, I just feel like if you have, like, if you go and you perform to the best of your ability, you start to have fun because you really are doing the best you can. And you feel like you walked off the field being like, man, that didn't go great. But like I did everything I could and I felt like I pushed it. It's a lot easier to swallow a 20th place finish um, because that's truly where you were. Um, but when you're just like struggling so much physically and then mentally because you're, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you could ask Josh about my mental state at the games, but like it, it just makes it so much harder because you're, you're not thriving. Like it, it's not the, about the placement. It's about how you feel and how you execute and what your ability, like doing your ability. 
will you will you make it another shot at the games this year? Yeah, that's a whole nother topic. I am trying, but my shoulder is still not. Um, it's taken a really long time to heal. I was being really stubborn after the games and just was like kind of in denial that it was bad. Um, so I didn't really do anything about it for, you know, I just took time off and then I would come back and try to do something and then it would hurt. And then I would just kind of, I kind of just did that for a while. And like, I know better, like I know that I shouldn't have done that, but I honestly didn't think it was that bad. Um, I was like, Oh, I can move my arm. I'm fine. Like I didn't have full range of motion and it hurt pretty bad, but is it a labrum tear? So yeah, I, I ended up finally in. I did a, this, I, it's embarrassing that I waited this long, but I, it was the end of October. I did a workout with dumbbells overhead and I couldn't lift my arm the next day. And I was like, oh, shoot, I'm running out of time. I need to go get this looked at. What is the, what is the labrum? It's just, it's like, just like a sheath over the shoulder. You're, so like you're, you're, it's like a ball and socket, you know, like you got your humerus head and you got like the thing that like cups do the labrum is like basically like the suction cup that keeps the ball. Oh, there. oh, oh, so it's, it adds all the stability to your shoulder. It's not oh. a muscle. It's like a tendony. Yes. That's the best I've ever heard it explained to me. I've had it explained to me so many times. Thanks. It's like, have you ever seen, I pictured it when you said it like that, you know, those things that you stick on your uh, mirror um, mm -hmm. and then, and then you turn it and it sticks there or on your windshield and then you put your cell phone in it. You know, the cell phone holders, Yeah. they have like a, a the good ones have like a, a, a like a, a labrum on it. Yeah. So <laughs> I, so it helps it stick. Yeah. So that thing is torn. You so can't have that. Is, so it to, is it torn like that on the outside like that? I didn't even look at it. So oh, okay. I trusted the surgeon. So I, I I was told to have a, I don't even know if you were used the word small, but it must be small enough because I'm, I keep telling myself it must be small if I'm fine. But I had a labral tear and I did have a rotator cuff tear as well. Um, obviously not a full rotator cuff tear, but. Um, it's crazy that um, peptides are illegal if, if peptides could help he heal your labrum. Mm -hmm. it's fucking nuts. I, I don't fucking get that. It's not a performance enhancing drug at that time. Do, do you know, do you know what I mean? Like if, if it's like, that doesn't even, that doesn't even make sense. What are you going to do about it? So I got, um, sorry, I didn't mean to sound like a dick. No, it's that, okay. I got was it. Some, it's someone else. That was like residual frustration. It's okay. I got a PRP injection in November. Um, PRP. Is that the sugar water that's supposed to like irritate it? And then more white, more white cells come and try to heal it faster. Think about it. You're putting blood, red blood cells into your body. Like red blood cells promote healing. Okay. We're not just reproducing more all the time. So like if you can add more to it. Oh, um, oh, they inject. It's actually, oh, okay. I thought they take it out and then they put it back. They spin it and they put it back in. Okay. Okay. Um, so I, I got that done. Nice. Okay. I got that done and I've been rehabbing it like crazy and I've made a ton of progress, but I'm, I'm no, by no means ready. I, I posted this on Instagram last week, but I, I still can't do a ring muscle up, um, because of pain and weakness. So the timeline, like obviously the open top 25%, not that big of a deal. Um, if I had to do a muscle up today, I could, um, I'm just trying to be smart. Um, but yeah, the season is very unknown just because like, I don't know how well it's going to hold up. I don't know how fast it's going to progress. Um, I know people have made harder comebacks, so there's hope. Um, you, you are, this person wrote this, uh, the ESC sounds, uh, Sevon, be sure to ask Amanda about her new prehab movement program. So 
you you are a phys, uh, physio. You're a physical therapist, yeah. And so, you just even though you might know how to fix yourself, you just don't want to address your own shit. No, he's. Wait, are you asking about what he's referring to? Both, both. I want to know what he's referring to too. But, but okay. Um. Well, I of course, like, yeah, it's really hard to treat yourself. Like, I know what I need to do, but like, I also need someone else to tell me what to do. So, right. Um. I do a lot of stuff on my own, but I also get PT programming and obviously regular programming from other people. Like if I tore my labrum, you could, you could talk me through it and yeah. help heal me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's yours and there's two Amandas. There's Dr. Amanda and then there's a go Amanda, get out on the field. Yeah. Amanda. There's Amanda who's always going to try something like that. She probably shouldn't. Um, even though if someone else asked me the exact same thing, I would say, absolutely not. Don't do it. Um, but I still have that struggle. Okay, and, and what is this? What is this cat talking about? The pre <laughs> Okay, so I started this year. I've, I, this is the year of everything going on in my life. I also started my own business. So I'm selling a, a prehab program. Um, I launched my first one in January. So it's a 12-week program where people get to work with me directly for 12 weeks. Um, yeah, there's just like a – it's just an application form to like get on my wait list but for my next group. So, um, yeah, it's just like a name and stuff, but, um, oh gosh, <laughs> is this you or someone else doing this? This is Caleb doing it. That's one of the listeners, <laughs> listeners of the show, Barry McCockiner. Okay. Uh, go on. Yes. Don't, anyway, worry, don't so they get to quick. work with me directly for 12 yeah. weeks. Um, yeah. it's a, it's a 12 week prehab program where they get three times a week of physical therapy programming from me. They have weekly calls with me. They have unlimited chats with me, group chats with me throughout the week. Um, so they basically have full access to me for 12 weeks and get a prehab program and like learn how to move better. So it's for people who are constantly getting injured in CrossFit, don't know how to manage those injuries, don't know how, when, when to scale or how much to scale or, you know, giving them like good things that you should always do in your warmups to keep you healthy, like your nips, your, your knees, your hips, your back, all of it shoulders um so yeah it is i'm three weeks into my first group and it's it's honestly going great like it's been so fun to get to work with people who are like passionate and motivated to learn these learn this stuff um all different types of people um there's someone in my group who's a physical therapist and then there's someone in my group who's a l3 crossfit coach and then there's just like moms who are you know trying to get back after pregnancy and want to regain stability and stuff so it's been it's been a ton of fun and very rewarding for me honestly yeah i, I like that knees and hips together or nips that was good hey um do you develop this yourself was this scary to launch like yeah, did you have scary. to be like okay i really fucking know what i'm talking about like hey dude so, like yeah you always have like the imposter syndrome like right enough to do this but i'm like amanda you have your doctorate in physical therapy you've been competing in crossfit for the last six years you've helped yourself you've learned so much i have so much knowledge that could help people is there so much more out there and so much more that i need to learn absolutely but like there's just all these little tidbits about how to move your body and what muscles to feel and what exercises to do and to do them right um like teaching people one of my pet peeves is just like watching people do crossover symmetry wrong in the gym, like not using their scapulas properly, like teaching people how to do that stuff. Right. 
So when they go to do it, they actually, it actually helps them as opposed yeah. to just like blowing through it and not getting any results. I'll, I'll be watching something on Instagram and it'll, it'll have like, just like some real and some guys like, um, I don't know, drop some piece of wisdom. Like, yes, do belly breathing. And then I, and then it has like 35 million views. And I look at the fucking comments like belly breathing. I never heard of that. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> You take for what granted, yeah. Belly breathing, motherfucker. Like what? You, you, yeah, and, and it's like it's crazy the stuff you probably know that's second nature to you mm -hmm. that other people have never even like. Like oh, I'm supposed to hold my shoulder blades down when I overhead squat. I'm like, yeah, you know, like. Just... No, I don't know that. Yeah, I need help on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just quit overhead squatting. That's what I did. Yeah, just don't do it if it hurts. Yeah. Never try it again. <laughs> yeah, there's there's stuff that you know that second nature. There's stuff that you do that you you would probably even be embarrassed to tell someone because like you don't want to make them because like duh, but it's not yeah. duh to other people. Yeah, not even close to duh. Which is like they hadn't learned it. It's not that they don't want to, but um. So I, I haven't I haven't heard this term. Expert blindness is real. I, that, I like that term. Ex have you heard that term? Expert blindness. Expert blindness. No. Um, Rambler, uh, Amanda tips on internal hip rotation. What's, I don't even know what that means. What's, uh, Oh, expert blindness happens when we subconsciously develop a bias as a result of our innate and extensive knowledge on a particular subject. Your expertise fuels your success. It also creates expert blindness. Wow. Skewing how you see the, and react to the world. So I'm, I mean, I guess we learned from that, like never stop learning and don't assume you know everything. Like, uh, yeah, I get, yeah. But but also, do you have those? I don't like being around people who over-explain shit either. They're like, no. pull out the piece of bread out of the bag. I'm like, listen, motherfucker, I, I know how to make a sandwich. Yeah, but then you, but then Savan, you work with people, and then people ask questions because you didn't explain it enough. So right, they're like, how come I can't get the bread out? You're like, you're yeah. on the wrong side of the bag. You thought that you went over the top with your explanation, and it still wasn't detailed enough for some people. So it's just how it is sometimes. What is internal hip rotation? Sounds like something my wife would tell me to do when I'm stretching. Hip, your hip joints rotating in instead of out. So like if you're doing a, a pigeon stretch, <clears throat> your hip is externally rotated. Um, do, do you know what this guy's asking? I mean, tips. I mean, there's a 90-90 a rotation, um, like an active rotation thing you can do where you're like, I don't know how to explain it. Like you're sitting with like one knee up and back and your other one's behind you. Um, and you're, you're rotating back and forth. So you're getting active internal and external rotation, I think is really good for internal rotation. Um, oh, look at this guy. Oh, yes. Yeah, like that. That's the so pigeon pose back, you're talking his, about, right? His back leg is an internal rotation right now. His back hip. Ah. That's internal rotation. And his front hip is external rotation. And then if you wrote, if you just go back and forth between the two, um, I don't know if he's going to do that here, but it's a good way to get active range in both. I think that block is totally unnecessary. Yeah, he's just using it to help himself up. But <laughs> let's see you try it, Svon. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm like Gumby. <clears throat> also, Svon, I have to leave in 10 minutes for pickup from school. So. Oh, wow. Look at you. You're like a real mom. Oh, what, what's your resting heart rate? Um, depends. 45-ish. No kidding. Wow. If I'm not rested, 52. <laughs> if I'm rested, it's in the low 40s. Um, let me let me push on the open thing a little bit more. Do you know that you're not doing it, but you're just in denial? Or no, or are you? Yet. Oh, you are. Okay. So yeah. so you. Oh, okay. So maybe it's the opposite. You are going to do it, 
and you're going to give it your all, but you don't want to say that out loud because someone might be like, Hey, you shouldn't do that. I mean, if I fail, I fail, you know, like I've done everything I could since the beginning of this year to try and get better. I'm doing everything right right now. I'm getting my fitness back. Um, you know, I'm doing everything I can. I just, my shoulder is not there yet, but lucky for me, top 25% will not be too challenging. Um, and then there's a, a decent amount of time before quarterfinals. So, so, so it's not just have the worst open of my life, which is fine. Um, the sun so, is like so, so you are, you, you would like to go to the CrossFit games again. Yes. Yeah. Good on you. All right. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. And, and, and thanks for sharing all the uh, details about being a new mom. It's cool. It's good. Yeah. It's going it to, it's going to, it's going to change people's lives. I hope so. Yeah, it's yeah. changed my life. <laughs> All right. Please say hi to uh, Wes for me, and um, I hope to chat soon. Thank you so much, Vaughn. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, anytime, girl. See ya. Bye. Amanda Barnhart. Cool last name. Cool girl. Oh, I can't hear you. She's way cooler than I thought. Yeah. Didn't you think, were you on the show? Last time I thought that too. I was like, holy shit, this chick's cool. Yeah. She I think should it was be a regular. Last time too. She's cool. Hey, you know what's crazy? So I, I saw her at the games, even, even though I had her on the show and, and we hit it off and she was a great conversationalist and, and smart, smart uh, person. When I saw her at the games, I still got like, vibes from her like hey she's in her game she's in her zone like give her give her lots of space but then at one point she just came over to me she's like hey how come i haven't been how come i haven't how come i haven't been back on been back how come i have not been back on your show i was like fuck i misread her like i was trying to give her space and like i screwed that up imagine how her coaches feel pardon me said imagine how her coaches feel yeah when do i approach when do i not you have to be crazy confident around a person like that. Hey, what's up, Matt? How are you? Matt Schindeldecker. What's up, guys? Hey. Uh, Adam Blakesley. Uh, man, your interviews with her just flow so well. It feels familiar so good like she's your sister. I feel like she's my sister. She's cool as shit. She's, she's cool. I'm curious what her mom is like. I bet you she, I bet you she, it sounds like she has a really cool mom. Hey, I did a, um, oh, um, I did a, uh, a show last night. Yeah. Quick one. Uh, you are avoiding answering my question. <laughs> I'm, I'm chatting with an old friend oh send me the link oh okay i'll send you a link fine look at one of my friends wants to come on the show i don't know if i should call this person my friend jesus christ so aggressive Oh man, I hate it when our thread 
um, grows like, do you stay, do you stay up to speed? Do you read everything in that thread, Caleb? I skim just about everything. Yeah. God, sometimes it's like, sometimes it's nice. Like, you, you know, you're about to spend five minutes on the shitter and you haven't looked at it all day. You're like, oh, this is going to be fun catching up on. And that's then other time, what? That's, that's how I felt when I was driving. Like I would drive and then my wife would start driving and then I would just scroll. And watch oh, 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 yeah. That's nice. Hey, look you at you. Look at you. God, you, you look clean cut. Is my mic working? Yeah. What's up? Good morning, bro. Hey, good morning. Or what? What do you? God, that looks like a tough place to train. Just in the corner of the room, like that on the C two. Yeah, it's a zone two day, so I'm not going to the gym, which is thirty minutes away. So a zone I two. I got a day. I got a C two bike in my house, so yeah. Hey, that sounds like uh, who's your? That doesn't sound smart. A zone two day. All you're gonna do is ride that all day. <laughs> Be on this thing for an hour. Might go yeah. for a swim. Might go for a swim. Hmm. It's kind of like a low impact day, let the the joints and the everything rest, and it's supposed to be just chill. And yeah, so zone two, maybe a swim. Um, like active recovery essentially. Will you get if sitting on that seat for an hour? Will you get? Will you have some pimples on your butt in the morning? No, I got nice bike no. bike shorts on right now. All right. Uh, made by Specialized, so I that doesn't happen to my bum. Right. Got the little pad on the butthole too. If you say so. If oh, you yeah. did have pimples on your butt, would you tell us? Yeah, I ain't afraid. You know, you're an open book. Hey, dude, how excited are you about uh, the open? Dude, I think this is gonna be my best year in the open. Yeah, I'm historically bad at the open, but this year's my year. What about? Are you concerned that? Are you concerned about week two of the open when you're gonna have to go against Taylor in front of thousands and thousands of people? I ain't worried about that little dude. No. <laughs> I went to Char- I went I went to Charlotte two years ago and beat him in his own gym and I think twenty two point one. So I made it. I've made it my home there. I'm comfortable. It, but he's coming to your gym, right? The week two, we're going to do it at Crash. Oh, I have no idea. He doesn't tell me anything. But if that's the case, then even better. I feel even more comfortable. Uh, is is there anything you're concerned about? Are you like, oh, are you gonna like, oh shit, if there's a rower that week, or if there's pistols, or if there's something, Taylor has a chance of beating me. No, because no. the, the the only thing that Taylor is really really good at is swimming, and I don't think that's gonna be in the open. Yeah. Hey, in the in the two years that he's been c- kind of just out, just kind of like being a crybaby, have you just like surpassed him in your in your skill? Like, have you just like left him in the dust? Like. If it was motorcycle racing, is he still racing fifties and you're racing two fifties now? He's just like <laughs> there's he doesn't know it. There's definitely levels to it, you know. Um, yeah. We kind of talked about the other day, like a few years ago, we were kind of I mean, he, he's extremely fit, don't get me wrong. But there is a little bit of experience that I have just having gone to the games a few years. And so he doesn't have that experience under his belt. And I feel like taking a few years off. For him, has I mean, he hasn't really lost anything, but I just feel like I've gained so much over the last two years. Um, but he can absolutely kick my butt in a few workouts. I mean, if they're drawn up for him, like he's really good at ring muscle ups, really good at uh, legless rope climbs. So I mean, 
I'm not saying it would be a, a cakewalk, but I feel like it would definitely, uh, it would probably be a uh, pretty easy to. Who's he have the best chance of beating you, Colton, or Dallin? I feel like it depends on the workout. Yeah, I, I like, you're gonna say I, that. I feel like Colton. I don't think he has a chance against Colton. He doesn't have a chance against Colton. No. No. Um. I mean, Colton is really good at everything he's good at. So, Colton's just going to be, just because of the size, it's going to crush the open. Um, I think he probably has the best chance against Dallin. Um, just because Dallin's a lazy sack of shit? Yeah, he's too big for the, he's, 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 too, he's too big for the open. He moves too slow. Um, and Taylor's probably going to mollywop him. Uh, Keith Knapp, uh, Jason should come help me put up my rig for his zone two day. Where do you live, Keith? I think he's in Ohio. Hey, <laughs> hey um, uh, two years ago, uh, your first trip to the CrossFit Games, you did it out of, uh, what city do you live in? Come on, man. Spartanburg? Yes. Is it really? Did I get it right? Sort of. Greenville. Greenville. That's right. Greenville. You did it out of Greenville. Then you did a year out of Vermont and now you did a year back in Greenville. Are you glad to be back? So good. So good. So glad. Um, it really is the best place on earth. I feel like everybody says that about the home. The, the place nah, you're, you're, you're true. You emphasized your uh, love for your home more than anyone I've ever had on the show. Like you really, I mean, I mean, when I first met you, you're like, yeah, there's nothing really that can get me out of like my little town. And then, and then, and then you kind of, you, but, but uh, uh, it's, it's cool. You were brave and you went and you left, you know, against maybe your better judgment. You went and you trained, you learned the secrets of the master and now you're back home. Yeah. Back home. Um, yeah. I feel like it took me to, it took me leaving to actually appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. That's appreciate, cool. Appreciate my friends. Appreciate the, just the resources I have around here. Everything. Who is your be- Who is your best friend? Do you have a guy friend that's your best friend? Uh, not really. I feel like I just got a bunch of brothers. Is there anyone you'll call and you'll just like say like three words to and then hang up? Like, do you have relationships like that? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but I feel like I got my hands and you know have like a, a, a background in sports, and so I got a bunch of really good friends <clears throat> from sports and college and then i got crossfit so dallin's probably my best friend within this space and then i got a bunch of people that i grew up in with in church and so i got people in that kind of space and so there's different like best why dallin when did you and dallin bond why dallin when did you guys bond he came up to vermont uh before the games in 2023 for a week and kind of hit it off there yeah, that's cool. It, it seems like you guys are close. They yeah, are pretty cool. Tell each other, tell each other our workouts and splits and all that. It, um, oh, what about um, uh, the the uh, Wadapalooza? What's your now that it's been a couple Dude, months? I said we should do a a, a follow up podcast. And you yeah, yeah. Me, so I'm out here sending, asking you to send the link. Oh God, you're a good dude. Hey, that day you wanted to do it, I would have totally done it. I think I was like, I was driving in a snowstorm or some shit. Whatever, dude. 
Hey, you're always welcome on. If you like, I don't care who's on. Like, if I had the president of the United States on and you asked for a link, I'd kick him off. I'd be like, "Yo, yeah. get the fuck out of here." Off right. one's not. I'll, I'll remember that. Hey, your wife's um, cooler than I imagined. Every time I see her, she's really lighthearted gal, huh? She's easy. She Did you see the the post from last night? No. Wow. But every time I see her, like in a shot, she's laughing or she. I I was like. Like you, it looks like you really found your fucking mate, like someone who's just chill and fun. Is it on your your post? Yeah. Let's see. Is that her filming? Oh, okay. Let's see. Not her filming, but um. Look at she's a good good Southern girl with two first names, Grace Ann. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Action. Hold on. Hey guys, uh, I just wanted to bring you along on a piece of my training today. Um. Start off strong with some burpees, you know. Uh, just the goal here is to move and move fast. You go up and down and up and down this lovely box. <laughs> then I hopped on over to the treadmill, and here the goal again is well to move. So faster, better is is the summary uh, for this whole little uh, whole little piece we're working on. Uh, some they call, I believe it, a, a Metcon. So we move, and we move fast, and then we move to these things that, to me, are like a V-up on the floor. But, I mean, on a bar. You hold on. That's what you do. You just hold on to, to the bar, and your legs go up and down um, as, once again, fast as possible. So um, from there, we move on to the tread again. Um or airliner. Hey, hey, J Jason, whose idea was it to make this? Well, I did a, a reel the other day, and I had a voiceover, and she thought it was funny. And then I made one yesterday with the exact <laughs> this footage, and she was like, "That's not funny. People are gonna not watch this at all because it's ninety seconds long. It's kind of boring. Um, the way I kind of set it up, and so I deleted it." And then I had an idea. It's like a TikTok thing where it's a TikTok trend where girls would put on makeup and guys would do the voiceover uh -huh. of like what's happening. Like kind of like what she just did to me, like I'm putting on this stick. Don't know where, what this is, but it's really funny with makeup. Um, and so I just was like, hey, look, just, you do the voiceover. Um, let's just see if it's funny. And it was just funny. Yeah, it's good. It's smart. Okay, so good. I'm glad to hear that you didn't come up with that yourself. You stole it from a TikTok girl. Hey, have you read Brooke Wells' book yet? No. Oh, okay. She hasn't, she hasn't sent it to me. Uh, just get that. You need the audio book. Oh. Did she read it? Uh, I heard she does read it. Okay. I, I haven't heard it yet either. I need to get, I need to get the audio book too. Oh, look. It, look, I, I just got a pop-up on my... Um, Instagram saying it looks like you misused this feature and you've been temporarily blocked. Why does that happen? Why does that always happen to me? Look at this on top of Jason Hopper's uh, page. Interesting. You ever get that? No. Oh. Very good dude. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say? Are you prepared? You're, anything else you want to leave us with, Mr. Hopper? No. Just have a great day. When we gonna do our next podcast that's longer than five minutes long? I'll have us. Uh, I'm gonna text Susan right now and have him schedule you. All right.
You're hard um, to schedule. You have all the, you have like, uh, uh, you're like, you, you can't do it this day and this time. You're a tough dude to schedule. Ask him what he's holding on the bike right now. Currently what? holding 320 watts. Is that zone, that zone two? Zone two for me. It's all relative. You probably get on this bike and hold 320 and probably die. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's why it's kind of, it's kind of hard to talk, but, um, all right, I'm going, I'm going to the doctor. I'm going to have a, uh, a, a bump looked at that's on my back. That's, that's not good. Well, I think it's, I think it's someone, I sent it. So one of the, one of the people in the chat had me send it to them and they sent it to their mom and they said their mom said it was a wart. They, Hey, what do you think? Do, oh, um, I heard that cancer, if, if you have cancer, the edges won't be defined. It'll be just like a fucking mess around the borders. And my shit is like crazy defined like a wart. And I was like, oh, cool. I've never been so excited that I have a wart. That's disgusting. I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. What do you think of uh, Tucker Carlson interviewing Putin? Oh, I can't wait to see that today. I'm really excited. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What Are you Are you, are you going to watch that live? Yeah. I'm kind of nervous. I don't know. I just don't know if Tucker will actually ask the, the right questions or Putin will kind of use the use use Tucker to basically use, spread his own propaganda. Well, he's going to do that for sure, right? I mean, you kind of can't blame him for that. He's for sure going to do that. I know, but dude, if he can just ask the right questions that are hard to, to kind of pinpoint why he's doing everything, then well, it could be a good interview. But if he just goes there and just serves all his needs, then... Did you did you did you see Putin's uh, State of the Union by any chance to his no. country to his people? One of the things he says is he said, "Hey, you know, and I don't know what what's true and what's not true." He said, "Hey, I've always been uh, the kind of person who uh, thinks that people should be left alone and they should be able to love and basically be with whoever they want to be." But that country over there in the West is now uh, trying to normalize pedophilia, and uh, I, I don't think we should do that in our country. It was a fucking, it was a crazy state of the union. That's a good look. Yeah, it was pretty good. I was like, well, I, I kind of like, I mean, maybe it's just a, a rhetoric. I don't think that's how you spell wart, W-O-R-T. I think Dude, it's hold on. I, I got to address these comments about Nick Haley, Nikki Haley in the, in the chat. I didn't see anything about Nikki Haley. Oh, is Hopper still voting for, oh, you're a Nikki Haley fan, huh? All right, hold on. Let me address this. Yeah. You should, because I'm judging the shit out of you right now, so adjust, yeah, yeah, yeah. address it. First of all, I went to high school with her daughter. Oh, that's cool. She is a... Did you guys make fun of her because she was an Indian kid? No. She, was a, she, she is from South Carolina. Um, she's a former governor for South Carolina, so that's where I, my loyalty originally lied. And then I... Started hearing some some comments she makes, and uh, I'm not I'm no longer a candidate. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, she, oh, you're she, not you're she, not behind she, her anymore. She's no longer a candidate for me. Um, but yeah, I was before she started saying some crazy stuff. But she she play it sucks that she plays the woke card, the victim card. That that part really turned me off. Like she's like feels sorry for herself because she's a woman, or she was feeling sorry for herself. I guess she's claiming she's um, uh, Indian. Uh, Microsoft, um, not Casino. Um, so it's like, I just, that's such a, that's such a turnoff. 
Dude, I literally said, dude, this comment says Hopper is the worst to be like Caleb, bro. Come on, dude. Hey, that's dude. Like, he was, that's like that's like somebody running for president that, in your in your city. Like you would show some sort of loyalty. yeah loyalty. Hey, I think it shows that you're loyal and and that actually you have intimacy with the candidate that those of us who don't. What did you say? You used to bang your daughter. <laughs> what were you saying i wasn't listening all the way i was distracted by that vein on your arm what were you saying you're, about a daughter you're, you're sick, dude. You're I, sick. Well, i'm just just i just struggle listening i'm just a little old man uh, trying to find his way on youtube I'm just a little you, old man youtuber um listen y'all y'all act like i'm y'all act like i'm into politics like like that like i'm not keeping up with it all the way like yeah, I'm, 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 hey, I'm gonna have you on. We'll just talk about Putin. That's I'm so excited. Let's both watch it and talk about Putin. Uh, hey, I made a video last. Someone just said I was. Uh, someone said I, I made a video last night. And someone said I was spewing hate. I didn't think I was spewing any hate. I thought I was funny as shit. Wait, say that again. I made a video last night, a 10 minute video, like that. I like it's just a news video. I do 10, 10 news stories in 10 minutes. Yeah. And I thought it was funny as shit. And someone said I was spewing hate. I mean, I was kicking, I was kicking rat around a little bit, but, but like, it's just all fun. It's just all fun and games. Someone said they would like a show talking politics with Hopper. Oh yeah. That would be awesome. Putin and Putin and Hopper. Hold on. Let me read this. <laughs> Dude. Y'all are funny. Y'all are good people, man. Hey, subscribe to my, my YouTube channel, everybody. I just started posting some videos. What is it? What What is your YouTube channel? Jason Hopper? Yeah, pull it up. With a Y. With a Y. With a y. Jason Hopper with a Y. Pull it up. Hey, Holy more. shit, look at you. Your yeah, first video already coming. has 13,000 views. Look at you. I know. Y'all subscribe. I just subscribed. It's kind of... I'm going for like an unedited, organic type feel. I feel like everybody in that space who has YouTube channels... You mean lazy. All, You're, you mean all, lazy. Yeah, it's all edited. It's all done up. It's just, dude, dude look at that. Gonna, you have you have 13,000 views with only 4,000 subscribers. Do you know how good that ratio is? I don't know that. That's know fucking you amazing. You don't know what you don't know, but yeah. I'll go like and subscribe. More content coming out. I'm going to try to get it out. I want to read some of the comments in here from your video. Uh, I'll read it. Rick, do a video of Jason trying to add up his total crossovers with a calculator. That's my boy, Trey. He's funny. A great idea and love the behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, what a superstar the, uh, the Patrick Rios behind the scenes made you. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to do things. I got, I got three ideas we're kind of cooking up. We're going to do the, the sessions that are kind of just me, kind of what the video, first video was, me working out organic no really not many cuts and the second idea is me and taylor are going to start a series where we just set up a camera and do a workout together one v one keep score keep people entertained oh that would be um, cool That's and cool. then the other idea would just be me or grace Ann doing her vlog posting it on my youtube kind of just vlog outside of the gym of us so we got some things in the work Hey, um, Justin Lance, a uh, political show with uh, host Jason Hopper. Dude, Jason, we should, as we get closer to the election, 
If uh, who know, I mean, you've been known to be a pussy and run into a hole before. Like we were, we we had a good thing going, and then you fucking ran away. Um, should, I but, run, should, I, should I run for president? What do y'all think about me leading this country? But listen, if you stay, if your balls stay outside of you and your balls keep dropping, dropping, we should do a show like uh, in um, September, October, November as we run up to the presidency. Jason. The Jason and, uh, and Stevon uh, political show, CrossFit I wanna, politics. I want to hear. I want to hear what people think about me leading this country. Leaving this country? What do you mean? Leading, leading. Oh, it. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, comments. Let's see. I know y'all trust me. Oh, that's not true. Jonathan Ortega political show with Jason is like Snoop Dogg commented. That is not true. I think Pretty the close. fact that he knew that he. Uh, he, the fact that he knew uh, that uh, Tucker was going to interview Putin is very promising. Very promising. I am, dude, I'm very aware things going on, our economic state, our, the wars in Ukraine right now. The, He's the not border, just another pretty face. The, the border issue. Um, all, dude, I'm in it all, um, and I feel like I, I have what it takes. I have what it takes to... To get us moving in, the, in the, right, the right direction and make America great again. Point, point one. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But y'all should trust me. Um, I trust you. Let's see what else. Um, More than I did a year ago. Yeah, I would. Uh, I got a lot of. I don't want to. I don't want to share everything that I have in store, but just know it's all all good things, and I feel like. We can uh, get back to where everybody's happy again, living in America. Sorry, I was reading text messages and listening to you at the same time. I apologize. You deserve my undivided attention. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Jason Hopper, I'm leaving too. I got, I got, I've got to go to the doctor. Wish me luck, Jason. Say good luck. Don't worry, it's not cancer, Sevy. It's not cancer, brother. And then, and then, how much time do you have on the bike? Five minutes left. Okay, will you say a little prayer for me? Lord, we pray, oh. Lord, for healing or whatever is on, what's your back? Lower back, lower back, left side. Yeah, we pray for healing. We pray for just a renewing of Savon's back, whatever that looks like, Lord. And uh, we pray, Lord, for just peace and blessings over his entire family as he goes through the, the doctor, whatever news he gets back. We pray for good news, Lord. We have everything we need in Jesus today. You have everything that you need. Your family has everything that they need. We're taken care of, brother. You're going to be good. Amen. Amen. Caleb, Amen. don't laugh, dude. If it was, you had a ward on your back, you'd be fucking happy as fuck that Jason's praying for you. Be cool. All right, Jason. Love you, dude. All right, bro. Thanks for blessing Amen. the show. Bye-bye. There he goes. Jason Hopper. Okay. Dude, Caleb, hit that mute button. I couldn't. <laughs> I can't believe how what a sweet man. He just prayed for me. Yeah, what a good dude. I know. I feel and I feel better. Amen. Look, even David Weed. Amen. All right. Uh, see you guys soon. I don't think I have a. Uh, 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 so good to see you, Caleb. We have to catch up. I don't know where you've been. Hey, did you did you watch that little news show I made yesterday? No, I'm going to after this. Yeah, I thought it was, I watched I thought the first it, few minutes and it was 
spicy is hot. Fast. Well, um, um, Thought you were running from something. Rapid fire. Oh, I just got some good news about another project we can do. That's awesome. Are you going? Do you, do you plan on going to any um, semifinals? I don't know. We will see. All right. Uh, tomorrow, Russell Berger. Wow, crazy show tomorrow. That's going to be so fun. I haven't talked to Russell in forever. Excuse me. The wart. Hey. Uh, oh, Jonathan Ortega. I'll be at both. Oh, cool. I need to hang out with you a little bit. I would like to, if you'd make time for me, Mr. Ortega. Um, uh, I, I, so someone told me I'm going to go there. I'm going to a dermatologist, right? At Kaiser. And someone told me I'm going to go there and they're going to lance it off with like a razor and then mm -hmm. send it for a biopsy. So I'll try to take a picture of it and post it. Maybe they'll let you keep it. You should ask them. I think they have to send it in. Well, they don't need all of it, right? Uh, it lance it off and, and then and then throw it in a stir fry, a mushroom wart and yep. steak stir fry tonight. Don't tell my wife. Just tell her there's a little prize in there. It's just like the umbilical cord, right? They just you like dry it up and then you gotta you gotta desiccate it or whatever and then you eat it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and then you get rid of the cancer that way, and then that way it never comes back. Consume it, digest it, kill it. Hey, yeah. uh, will we get a Putin review show tonight? Man, that would be cool. Let me see. Uh, um, I'm going to call Greg. Maybe Greg will want to watch that and come on and talk about Putin. Me, Greg, and Hopper on Putin. What a fucking, the, the, the trio you didn't know you needed. Yeah, that took a turn. I did not anticipate that. I love it. Oh, uh, so what? How come no one's complaining that behind the scenes episode ten hasn't been released? It's not ready yet, is it? Proved? Proved? No? Oh, yeah. Maybe I should call Dave and just see what the fuck's going on. Your call has been forwarded to voice. Um, uh, Savon, what do you think about the uh, Bridges comments towards Hillary? I thought it was a fucking hilarious. I think it was all funny as shit. I love seeing him get fired up. Yeah, I love, I love Josh. He's so funny. 
It's so good. Yeah. On a on a on a one to ten, I suspect that I'm off course. That if most people sensitivity to oh sorry hold on one second hold on uh, give me one. He muted himself. Okay. Maybe we'll get an answer on episode 10. That'd be kind of cool. And everybody can watch it. It's pretty good. You guys all like it. If you guys like the last episodes, you'll like this one for sure. Looks like we have a few other projects lined up too. You don't even know. Hey, Ernie. Weather's great. It's cool. I didn't. <laughs> Hi, Caleb. Thank you. <laughs> Just fucking leave me hanging out here. <laughs> All I heard was the weather's great. <laughs> uh, Dan Guerrero, the rookie hour. Not the rookie hour, the fucking rookie life. Just a fucking rook. On, on a one to, people are so fucking. Um, uh, listen, if you're. When when you're when someone makes fun of your nipples, if it bothers you, you you're not even like on the same level as me. Like there's there's no amount of making fun of my nipples that could affect me. Could have the whole world just telling me making fun of my nipples, and I I just and so what's that one talking about? Well, someone's gonna get it. Someone's gonna understand. Listen, it's uh, the uh, yeah. Augustus said, I use AI to alter my nipples nipples so that people don't make fun of them. I'm pretty sure that AI makes nipples look worse. Like, makes them look deformed and shit. Same oh, with your shit. hands. Like, it can't shit. do hands. Hands will Sorry. give you like a third Wrong. finger or something. Wrong thread. Sorry. Fuck up your shit. Maybe it is a third nipple. Maybe they're just going to lance off a third nipple. The weather for the weekend was really nice. South Carolina is beautiful this time of year. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Caleb, thank you. Stay warm. Bye-bye.